Welcome back to Access Code Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the fly pod himself, Cody. On today's episode, I'm going to be explaining how this year's WrestleMania was the blackest WrestleMania of all time, and I absolutely loved it. I'm going to be doing a review of Conway's new album. I'm going to be talking about how a lot of you fans should leave Kerry Hilson alone for the shit that happened about over 10 years ago, and two for Tuesdays. Let's go. Episode 5, we back. Welcome back to Excess Code Podcast, everyone. Uh, real quick, I just want to give a big shout out to my man Warren for producing the intro. You guys here, uh, I know last week, um, that's when I first put it in. I did not say it uh, on the air, but I put it in my description, and I just want to give him a bigger light to that. So shout out to Warren for, uh, for blessing me with that beat. Um, happy 420. To all my uh, smokers, my stoners, my weed eaters, I don't know how to describe everything. Uh, first things first, let's just get it out the way. Uh, marijuana needs to be legalized, all 50 states. So I know a lot of those are just happening. It should have already happened, if we being completely honest. I mean, hey, I don't, you know, by now, it's it, it should have just happened. Um, but shout out to the states that already have granted that, you know, uh, here in Oklahoma is still not um, legalized yet. But uh, hopefully there will be something that will be new. Um, I myself don't smoke at all, but, you know, I will give it is just due as in, it needs to be legalized. Also, with that being said, anybody that's in jail right now that's serving a sentence because of marijuana, uh, either as a dealer or just someone that just had it on them if they not out of jail they need to be out of jail it's 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 time it should have it shouldn't even result to, into situations like that i mean once dispensary started looking like the apple store i think the writing's on the wall let let them let my people free you know let them out of jail it's not fair uh but you know if you guys are listening to this and you know you blazing one up or, or whatever this is the point I'm trying to sound cool because I, I don't know how to really get the lingo. Like, I listen to a bunch of hip hop, but still, as I guess I'm saying that, I'm like, man, I sound pretty corny. But that's just me. Anyway, uh, if you are blazing up listening to this on, on this on on this holiday, as well as Taco Tuesday and Titty Tuesday, fuck it. Enjoy. Have fun. Um, also. Want to say rest in peace to Black Rob. I did not mention that in the beginning of the podcast. Um, I know it's not as much of a tribute as I did to DMX last week. Um, I don't want to necessarily say compare the two, but at the same time, you know, he, you know, big on bad boy records outside of Biggie, probably believe was one of the best uh rappers from bad boy. Um, Yo, it's a it's a big shocker. I mean, I know I had talked to him in the Random Convos uh, podcast where we was talking about the whole uh, don't sign the bad boy situation. Black Rob was definitely one of the people that may have um, had something um, kind of fishy about what was going on outside of the music he was putting out and everything like that. So I want to say prayers out to him and his family. Uh, so let's get into it. Uh, if any of you guys know me on a personal level, you should know I'm a big wrestling fan. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast this was the blackest wrestlemania that we've had and i am so proud of that it was two days this year and i did not record it last week on last week's show because by the time i had recorded the second day then that already happened so just want to say like you know might as well talk about it all in the forefront instead of breaking it in two weeks of talking about it uh so first of all um we have a black WWE champion male wise and we have a woman's WWE SmackDown champion black I just I just love it uh we started the night with you know Bobby Lashley and um he had a match I'm gonna be completely honest with you I thought he was gonna lose but he wound up winning it was great uh also they had a tag match with New Day uh which is 11 time tag team champions you know both of them you know nice little brothers one uh uh Kofi Kingston, he's been the WWE champion before. Uh, two years ago, that was a great moment. That moment is just as good as the moment I'm going to mention on later in this segment. And at the same time, you know, there was a, a wrestler named of Almost. Uh, I think his name is Almost. I know his name is like Jordan, but I they changed his name, so I keep calling him Jordan. But anyways, he's the he was tall and undefeatable. I don't even know if that's a word. 
it's a word that's on my podcast. But this man was just like the best way I could describe it. If you guys ever seen the movie No Hose Barred, he's Zeus. Only but blacker, taller, and probably stronger. And rest in peace to Debo, because that's who plays Zeus in that movie. Uh with that that racist guy. Speaking of which, shout out to the whole city of Tampa Bay. Because when Hulk Hogan's racist ass was on stage and he was trying to do the whole uh let me tell you something, brother, dude. They booed him. I wish I was there because I would have booed him too. I didn't even know y'all booed him because I mute my TV every time he others any words. I don't I don't fuck with Hogan. I'll say no more. I did. I even blocked him on um on Twitter because uh my, my friend called him out on Twitter for being racist and he blocked him, so I blocked Hogan. So fuck him, you know, straight up and down. Uh yeah i shouldn't have said it like that just forget him he a lame anyway also uh it was another match big e versus apollo cruz another black on black you know wrestling match so either way we all win wale also wrapped a big e down to the ring that was cool as well so i was just like uh but the biggest moment out of all of it was the main event on night one Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Uh, for those of you who don't watch wrestling, um, Bianca is, a, you know, uh, just an all-star athlete. You know, she was uh, she ran track and did a bunch of sports in the University of Tennessee. Um, she's somebody that's been in the company not as long as a lot of the people that's wrestling right now. But she's very strong. She likes to call herself the EST of wwe and the est means like you know if you say if you like spell the word strongest and uh best and fastest est is at the end of that so it was kind of like a cool little thing whoever came up with that if it wasn't her kudos to them give them a pay raise that was a cool little saying and she just is somebody that I've been watching, you know, since um, the beginning stages of her career and to the point where she's now our women's WWE uh, champion. That's just amazing. And then Sasha Banks, I mean, what, you know, what else to say about her? She's one of the best wrestlers, not even just like female. She's one of the best wrestlers in the company. And um, unfortunately, she has not won a match at WrestleMania. And it should have happened by now. But nonetheless, uh, they put on a masterpiece. Like if if you guys that don't watch wrestling want to watch wrestling, I will recommend you to that match. Just go to Peacock if you already got a subscription. WrestleMania should be on there. Just watch the last match of night one. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. Both of these girls put on a spectacle in front of everyone. Um and you know the the see the see them and that was just the moment even the fact that when they rung the bell before it got started they both were like getting teary-eyed and, and it was just emotional and it was just they was just taking that moment in that was like a special moment and so that's the main reason why i wanted to talk about uh wrestlemania as a whole because honestly you know that's it, it was a great uh wrestlemania especially night one night two and with exception of a couple of things um also because if you guys are not a wrestling fan, but you know who Bad Bunny is, Bad Bunny, wow. If any celebrities think about actually coming in, if you can't do what Bad Bunny did at WrestleMania, don't even do it. This, Bad Bunny was like a wrestler that's been a wrestler for years, but this was like his first match. He was pulling out moves that even I'm just like, what? Okay. His tickets just went out on, on tour. He, he, shit, I wish he was coming to Oklahoma City. I would go to that concert just with what he did from WrestleMania. That was amazing. But, yo, big ups to, you know, um, WrestleMania this year. It was, it was pretty good. You know, of course, they had the representation. You know, shout out to Wale for being there. West Side Gun, Smoke Dizza, all of the people that, you know, that I just, like, fuck with on a, on a regular just to see them as big wrestling fans like myself. So good. Um, also tonight versus Method Man versus Red Man. This is gonna be a good one. Um, if, if you are someone that is a fan of How High, this is for you. If you're a Wu Tang fan, this is for you. If you enjoy that old Red Man, that Hit Squad, this is for you. Um, 
I'm gonna just get this out the way now. If they play from from Method Man, if he plays uh Lemon from the Conway Machine project, just the verse alone, because the verse was like one of the best verses of last year. Ah, I'm I'm gonna go nuts. Just because if he hopefully they have like a little new school type of round. Also, this is crazy. Since the year 2010 till today, you know, Method Man is not cussed in any of his music. So shout out to him. I don't know what I mean, he cusses. He like on a regular, but he don't do it on record no more. I don't know what, what happened with that, but I'm not mad at it. I mean, if he could be able to perform like how he did on the song Limit, oh, it's great. But like I also mentioned on the, the like the first episode, Redman needs to get into his 92 bag to get some of these rounds. Um, but I think it's going to be more of a celebration, you know, uh, and everything. So, you know, enjoy that. That's going to be fun um, on the Triller app as well as Instagram. Um, I'm probably watching on Triller, maybe. Uh, hopefully, somebody will put a feed to YouTube. That's how I was able to watch the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire. But it's going to be a fun night. So, uh, yeah, you know, let's get into some more stuff. Before I get into the Conway, the Machine, La Maquina album, I just have to get out one thing. I love doing podcasting, and one example is definitely doing a podcast with Charisma, Random Combos from the Couch. Yo, uh, if you have not listened to the last episode, this is something that you missed from the last one, and it was pretty funny. Let me take you there. Right, so you and, go there, yeah. right? <laughs> you see your moms in the back, back of the back, right? She got fruit and shit. You see her feeding another man strawberries. And you thinking, damn, mom, mom's playing on dad. Right. So you about to get up, right? Uh-huh. Walk over. Be like, hey, yo, mom. Hey, yo. But as you're walking, <laughs> you see daddy come out. Oh, dad here? Oh, oh shit. he already got this. Right. It's he cool. Back, he about to confront her. Right. Dad, go sit down next to mom, Dukes. Listen to me talking like this. <laughs> go sit next to mom. And you see him. He reach over. Grab the nigga's hand. Caressing it and shit. Okay, so here's one thing I'm gonna give out the code notes for Conway the Machine's Lama Quinn album. First off, a lot of the hip hop heads need to understand this. This album from Conway was not bad. You you have to know that if these guys are gonna get bigger as in a larger fan base. It's not going to be, they're not going to do the same music because first of all, one thing is for sure in this industry, people going to turn on you regardless. When you at are at a certain level and you're winning, people is not going to want a winner. People want the underdog. I, I know I've probably done that before when listening to music, you know, like I like the early Kendrick Lamar and it's, it was something about like that early Kendrick that was just like popping. And then once he started getting bigger and then winning Grammys and everything like that, I'm happy for him. But then it's almost like you look at it like, man, but, you know, what if he don't rap like this no more? Honestly, it's not that big of a deal. You you have to know they're going to grow. And the thing about Conway, he keep dropping records after records after records. And we still not done with him. He got God Don't Make Mistakes coming in June. And I heard that one was going to be something special. So he's waiting on that one. But for real... This album that he just put out by Marquina, it was good. It was really good. He worked with different people. He worked with um, J.R. Swift. I don't know if he's worked with him before. I know that uh, J.R.'s been doing a whole lot of stuff, especially with like Elzai um, on the last album that they did. It was just phenomenal records. You know what I'm saying? So he had that. He had worked with Bangladesh. There's a song called 630 Tip Off that I really enjoy. And I'm just going to put it out like this. Uh, NBA 2K needs to put it on their next video game. I know you got to edit it, but I'm just saying from the soundtrack that y'all had. I mean, y'all put my man Pop Smoke on there. I mean, I don't know if it's just because he's no longer here. And I, and I hope that's not the case. I hope y'all played it because y'all really enjoyed Pop Smoke's music. But y'all also been putting a little bullshit on on 2k so i'm not saying that what i'm saying is bullshit i'm just saying that there should not be a reason why conway is not going to be on the next game so i'm just throwing it out there i felt that that should just something that um that needs to happen uh he definitely uh put his drum work team on the album i mean i know uh jay skeezy's been on like 
three songs on the album and then live the genius one of the best female rappers i've heard that's new man i mean she she knows how to spit so telling you hip-hop hits like the real ones that are just like they don't like the direction that conway's going into i gotta let y'all know y'all gotta get out of that mindset because a lot of people is going to want to work with him and he needs to expand that. Um, he, I mean, he's still going to do his Derringer stuff. He, he did a song with Derringer uh, called SC Gang, which was the original name of Griselda Records uh, with Benny and Conway and Westside Gun and a bunch of other members. Um, um, I know Machine Gun Black, which was Benny's uh, biological brother um, that, you know, he was killed. And then that's why, you know, they named uh, I mean, not even just like that's the, the thing. I mean. It was four of them, and then one was taken away, and then it's three. But those guys together, when they they get into their bag, they know how to rap. So you still gonna get those elements, but he gives you different type of stuff. And so this album was good, especially for a lot of music that's coming out now. It's really easy to pick out with something that's just great versus something that's just kind of dull. So I don't blame Conway at all for going in the direction he went into. He had two chains on the album. 200 Pies is the song. It's produced by uh by Alchemist. Great song. I've been liking the direction that 2 Chains has been going in. I mean, he been on Con uh, Benny's album, I should say. He been on Benny album. He's worked with Conway. Shit. I I'm interested. I mean, if 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 2 Chains is coming out with something in that lane, I know he's in the studio with Static Selector. I'm I'm curious how it's going to work. And I think it's going to work really well. So keep doing that, um, Chance, for real. He got a song with Ludacris, I, you know, in J.I.D. It's this. This is not a game. Conway is the one of the best out. Give him his flowers while he can still smell them. So if you have not checked out the album, go ahead and check it out for real. Also, some other music that dropped. I know uh, Young Thug dropped the project. Uh, to be honest, at the moment I'm recording this, and probably by the time that you guys are listening to this, I have not listened. Nothing against Young Thug. I'm, I don't hate the dude. I just I'm not into his music like that. Um, I have not listened to a Young Thug project from the start of the album to the end of the album. Um, my favorite song from him is Best Friend, and I uh, only like really the first like minute of it, to be honest with you. Nothing against Young Thug. He, you know, he should do what he can do. Um, it's just not for me. I know Sweetie had just dropped a project. Uh, I think it was a compilation project. Uh, I Well, actually, I think more of an EP. I only like two of them. Nothing against her. I just only like two of those songs that was out. Uh, I don't know if anybody else major had dropped this week, um, to be completely honest with you. I felt like I'm missing somebody. I know somebody else dropped some music. I know Ransom uh, had just re-released the Crime Scenes uh, EP, so that was good. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. I feel like somebody else is doing it, but I'm not going to hurt my head by thinking about that. But for real... The project of the week, if I had to put out a project of the week, definitely check out uh, Conway the Machines by my Quinta. And so, real quick, y'all, I'm just letting you know for the next segment. I'm about to go in, so just be prepared. Everyone, this might be the part of the podcast that you may want to go ahead and grab some popcorn. Hey, fuck it. It's 420. Grab you a little whatever you like to get a little you know, a little relaxed on because I got to go in on something. This has been something that's been brewing for about over a decade. And since now I have a podcast, I'm going to go in and I'm going to talk about it. So anyone that knows me on a personal level knows that I had a big thing for Carrie Hilson. That girl was one of the best that was out of the game at one point, like for real, like, you know the look she had the voice she had the music that she was making everything was really going well for her and then the career kind of just stopped but we might as well go in and talk about it so in a recent interview that came out two weeks by the time you're listening to this um she had mentioned you know that her and beyonce kind of had a healing moment they finally was able to talk and to kind of get to a different place. And maybe it was something that was needed more for Carrie than was Beyonce. Right. But we had a point where 
this so-called beef, and I say beef as in maybe air quotes, really I don't think was really more Carrie Hilson versus Beyonce. It was Carrie Hilson versus the fans. And to be honest, I think I did not like how all of this transpired because it was something that was just could have been avoided, meaning people took it too much compared to how it really was. Wasn't that big of a deal. But we're gonna talk about it. That's what we're gonna hear. That's what we're gonna do here on um Access Co Podcast. So for those of you that's been living in the rock since 2009. Um, Carrie Hilson at the time was just a brand new artist. You know, she could, she was definitely in the game for a minute, but then, you know, she was doing like hooks for, you know, certain artists, you know, Timbaland, she, you know, linked up with him and that really helped her career because, you know, Timbaland being a big producer, I mean, you saw the things he did with Justin Timberlake, you saw the things he did with Genuine, you saw the things he did with Missy Elliott. So she, she was able to get in with one of the best producers in the game. If not one of the best producers in the game to this day. And also, she also um, was part of Zone 4. I want to say it was Zone 4. But yeah, Zone 4 with Polo the Don. Um, Polo the Don was another big producer around that time. He's not as big as today because, I'm going to be honest with you, I couldn't have told you. He just he he, he was there for a minute, but he kind of just like disappeared. But anyway, so Carrie was really just coming out with some just good music. I remember like a, the one of the songs she came out with was called uh, Henny and Apple Juice. And, you know, that was like a little banger, whatever like that. She from Atlanta, you know, and especially if you're a big artist from Atlanta, you definitely going to go places. And she was on her way, you know, debut album in a perfect world, dot, dot, dot. I make sure I mention that because that's what she always said in interviews and everything. I was ready for this album to drop. That's when the time when you could just go to Best Buy, go to Target, you know, or whatever store that you went to in your city, wherever you live. You go inside, you pick up the album, you know, $9.99 plus tax, $12.99 with the deluxe edition with the two bonus tracks. You know, every you know how it go. You go in there, you purchase it, whatever you put in your car. Oh, I miss those days. That would be another topic for another podcast. But at the same time, everything was just rolling. Well, we're going to get into what happened. So the week before the album dropped, she did a remix to one of our songs, Turning Me On, the original featuring Lil Wayne. But this one had T-Pain on it and Lil Wayne. So they called it the T-Wayne remix. Now, everyone should know that at that time, and you can't tell me I'm lying when I'm saying this, about the end of 2008, until about early 2009, T-Pain had the game on lock. Three Rings, one of my favorite T-Pain albums. I should listen to this album as soon as I'm done recording because that album was fire. So, he's on a part of the remix. You know, he's saying some stuff. Carrie goes in. Now, if you don't remember the line, this is where it was happening. Your vision cloudy, if you think that you're the best, you can dance, she can sing, but need to move it. Don't do it to the She need to go have some baby, she need to that was it that was it it that was the line of course she's talking about one of the biggest artists to this day beyonce okay now here's the thing now you look back at 2009 beyonce what solo wise she was with on her third album i am sasha fierce that that came out, I want to say, in 2008, 2009. I can't remember the exact year right now. But, um, you know, but she's, but nonetheless, the name itself, one of the hottest in the game. Okay. Now, people flamed Carrie for that line. Well, we're going we gonna to pause that moment. I might get back to that. I don't really think it happened as soon as it happened. It was a big deal. I think at that time when it first came out, it was more of the case of who was she talking about? Because if you clearly hear from the, the snippet that I just played, Polo the Don was like, don't do it to him at this part where she said to the left. Everyone knows Irreplaceable. That was on uh, Beyonce's second album. You know, to the left, to the left. You know, cool. Now, it, it needs to be said that that was something that was presented to her to say wasn't like she wrote it herself because carrie wrote some records i'll get to that a little later on 
But somebody, somebody basically tell her to do it. So I look at it in the aspect because I'm a hip hop lover. I'm going to be the one to say somebody was like, look, we need buzz. This album's about to drop. We need you to sell. The decision making of it was not smart, I will say. But you got to get out there. Cool. So who's the biggest artist in the game? You got to go after them. Now, Carrie was definitely hesitant in doing this record. Now, this wasn't to me. This wasn't a moment like how I know my wife and I discussed when like when people have say racial shit, you know, if you, if you say a nigger, that's not you know not to say it. So, you know, get away from that. She basically was in a situation where she didn't feel comfortable doing something. But remind you, early on in your career, your album's about to drop. You have your career in the hands of a lot of people who can just destroy it in a snap of a finger. Fuck, that album may not even drop. And you have to think like, I do this, I don't want to, but what am I going to do? I can't expose nobody because you got people that's been in the game for years versus someone that's just a new artist. It's not going to work, right? So in an interview last year with Claudia Jordan, this is what Carrie had to say about the issue. No one could ever compare to Beyonce. Let's just say the name that we're discussing. No one could compare. No one will for a very, very, very long time. And that was never my aim either. However, um, it was framed that way. Uh, well, no, it was it was absolutely framed that way. It was written that way. Was not my lyrics, was not my writing. Um, so you had to pay the penalty. Was not my doing, but I had to pay the penalty. And then I'm caught like, do I? Tell the truth. Do I expose them early in my career? I'm super young, super new. This is my first album. I'm so excited. It just soiled my whole dream. That's it. I think that could be something that could be moved on upon. But like I said, there's a disconnect. Okay. So the album In the Perfect World dropped on March 24th, 2009. Right now, as it wasn't being played as much, there's a one big song on her album featuring Kanye West and Neo called Knock You Down. That to me was her biggest song. If we're talking big as in charts and we're talking big as in it went double platinum. That record did well. That out that record dropped on April 7th that same year. So. If people were really upset at that time, that song is not going as big. Of course, you have one of the biggest artists to be on that on that song, which whoever's idea was to do that record, kudos to them. But that that wasn't too much of a big deal. It wasn't that much of a big deal. She was able to still move. The the line was out the way. You know, the album's done. She's getting out there. She's touring. She's doing award shows. She's getting awards. This is this is really good for her career right now. Her album did really well, and in fact, she was nominated for best new artist at the following year's Grammys. So we're talking. She's she's on cloud nine. I don't care what anyone says when I say this. Carrie was the hottest artist out in two thousand and nine. One of the hardest. One of the. The hottest artist. Let's just say that in the new, she was able to fit in with everybody else. I just said T Pain, Beyonce as well. She was able to, to to do her part and do a great job. So, by the end of 2010, she comes out with another album, No Boys Allowed. So, if we gonna call a spade a spade, that album was not as good as the first one. I don't know if it was just some somebody didn't work on something. It just really didn't do as hot. But there's another record that was just as big for her career that also went platinum. And that was Pretty Girl Rock. Pretty Girl Rock was like the song for like every girl. My name is Carrie. I'm so... that Everyone was reciting that real talk. Tell me I'm lying when I'm saying this. That song would have dropped there in TikTok era. Oh my God. The the challenges that would have been happening, it would have been big. Let's just call a spade a spade. I don't care if you disagree with me. I'm calling it real. Okay. 
So that album didn't do as well. And fun fact, your boy dropped a remix to one of her songs on that album, The Way You Love Me. Uh, one of my favorite verses. I know my wife that's probably listening to this is like rolling highs, like, please, that come on now. But I'm just saying what it is. That was one of the best verses I ever wrote. If you can find a record, you know, enjoy. I'm not gonna put the record on this podcast. Maybe not right now, but it's not important. Okay, so so 2009-2010 year. Okay. Now remind you, the lines are already out the way. You know. You know what they really kind of just just set everything off. Really got people just mad. She was at an award show. Carrie, I'm talking about. She was at an award show. There was a magazine company. I don't remember who they were. I don't even think they're major because it wasn't like The Source or Vibe or, you know, something like that. They had a magazine cover with Jay-Z and Beyonce on it. And every celebrity that walked by, they were like, hey, can you hold up this magazine to basically promote us? You know, and, you know, they had the camera and everything and all the celebrities and other artists that are holding this are just holding it and just smiling and everything like that. So Carrie comes up and she was like, no, no, thank you. I, if if it's going to be a magazine cover, I would like to be of myself. You know, like, if you know, way we can promote each other. It's your magazine and you're promoting me and I can promote you doing a magazine. Cool. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I really didn't. It, it's you're asking a question to someone and they have it's a yes or no question and they can say no. So she didn't do it. And that's I think what sparked it. And that's when everybody really was mad. And then somebody, and I want to say gotta be a member of the beehive, probably started some 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 false narratives in their mind. And took it back to that line that Carrie did. Well over the fact that all the songs that she recorded is done. She could have been doing her third album. But it definitely didn't go nowhere because somebody was just butthurt about something that had nothing to do with them. Don't put too many of your favorite artists on a pedestal. I know y'all seen that meme of Brandon Marshall, one of the wide receivers that's on the show, I Am Athlete, how he just yelling and the veins are sticking out his head and everything. And, and XXL Magazine had put out a tweet like, what artists are you defending like this? Somebody smart said, none of them, because I don't know them like that. We like artists, but let's just call it spade a spade. We not about to just be on some like yelling type shit and be that mad over some shit that ain't got nothing to do with us. They their own people. They have the ability to do that, okay? I mean, I'm only defending Carrie right now because y'all, and I don't know exactly who, so I'm going to say y'all in general really just took it to a level where it didn't need to go this far. That's how I know a lot of y'all did not listen to, don't listen to rapping, period. Like, period. You know why? Because lines like that are just whatever. Move on. There have been some lines that a lot of people are still allowed to tell the story. People's families was dissed. People's kids was dissed. There is a lot of shit that somebody said that was a lot worse, okay? My favorite, one of my favorite diss records, I should say, is TakeOver. I'm a big Jay-Z fan. His, you know, response that he got from Nas was called Ether. People love Ether more than they like TakeOver. Maybe one day I might discuss how I think TakeOver was a better record than Ether, but that's just me. It's an opinion. That's how it should be. But it's a lot of stuff that's been said to a bunch of people. Why do y'all think that was the line that really just like sparked everything up? Really? You mad? You really that mad? Come on now. So I'm not. And when I say the beehive, I'm not talking about my sister. I'm not talking about my cousin. I'm not talking about some other friends that I have that really just love Beyonce. Because you can be a fan of someone. Beyonce, one of the best artists of our time. Okay. You have Michael Jackson's. You had Prince. But we have in this time, we have a Beyonce, we have Rihanna. We talking about stardom. We talking about superstars. We talking about people that they can they could do no wrong in a sense of we put them there, and we love their music. But she's so private, it makes it even better because Beyonce ain't gonna do no podcast interviews unless if it's somebody that's just up there, right? So I'm not talking about y'all when I say the Beyonce. I'm talking about the people who 
go as far as sending death threats to people. Y'all remember the um, the NBA Finals between the, the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors? Game 3, Beyonce and Jay-Z were invited to the game. They sit courtside. The owner of the Warriors team, the wife of the Warriors owner, I know I just fucked up. I was just trying to remember the chick's name. I don't remember her name. But she was asking Jay-Z and Beyonce, um, what would they like to drink? And... Jay-Z responded with vodka soda. She reached back over to ask Jay-Z, do you want lime with that? And they just happened to catch that on the camera. So we can't hear the conversation, but I just remember reading what was said, which we didn't even have to go that far, but it's no big deal. People really reported this, right? And they have it where Beyonce had a look on her face, but it could it was just like quick. It wasn't nothing like annoyed in a in a way where it should have been news. This is called spade a spade. What happened was people picked on that. You know, the clip goes to Twitter, and this girl literally got death threats because she asked Jay-Z a question. And because Beyonce had a look on her face. We don't know what she's thinking. And so how dare someone talk to Jay-Z? Or in your eyes, a lot of your eyes. How dare someone talk to Beyonce's husband? That's what happened. So I can only imagine what y'all was tweeting and DMing and saying about Carrie Hilson. Carrie did not do anything that really should have been like, hey, don't talk to him. Or wait, I'm sorry. I got two situations. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a little flustered because I really feel like I'm about to go in on this shit. But um, Carrie had the line. People really was just on some other shit, right? And this has been talked about. So when Carrie gets brought up in news, interviews, or just whatever in general, everybody puts Beyonce's name to that. And it, it, it does. What is it? What are you trying to do? What are you benefiting from? Let this girl just. Cause here's the fucking part. We only got two albums. So I blame most of y'all motherfuckers that I didn't get no third, fourth, fifth album. We could. if Even if the second wasn't good, we got people that don't have all their great catalogs but we but they have more albums that they can continue to eat off of and some situations where somebody put up a bad decision and then all of a sudden people went around with it remind you she didn't even write the fucking lyric and y'all and y'all mad because she said it and y'all want to go back to that shit all right so you know what i went to twitter because i just had to see what people were still talking about right and so it went like this there was one tweet i read Somebody said Beyonce has not even publicly talked about the Carrie Hilson moment because that's what it was. She needed a moment. And Miss Carrie, baby, has been talking about it for 13 years. Old brother. Is that 13 years straight or was it 13 years ago from the time this was probably tweeted? From my understanding, um, she really wasn't saying that for 13 years. Y'all were talking about that shit. So definitely... You, like, like, let's just be honest. If if she was talking about this for thirteen years straight, I think all of us would know this shit. Okay, okay, okay. So here's another one, right? Somebody had tweeted this. Beyonce even know she got beef with Carrie Hilson, and then someone quote tweeted that was like, "Does Beyonce even know someone named Carrie Hilson even exists?" You know who tweeted that? Somebody that Beyonce don't even know exists. Okay, right. Okay, all right. Oh, here's, here's another one. Here's another one. I bet Beyonce wants to punish Blue Ivy. She will play Carrie Hilson music. I'm not sure what the fuck that's supposed to mean. But it was funny, so I included it. Same way when you get your balls stuck in your, in your jeans when you try to zip them, which means it wasn't funny at all. Y'all motherfuckers is crazy. Y'all motherfuckers are crazy. This is how crazy y'all are. Because we talk about someone that's just trying to make some music, trying to have fun, and... What y'all did was y'all put this girl, this woman, I should say, in a depression. And I'll give you this. I'm not a big Kanye fan like that no more. I used to enjoy his music back when I was in high school, well into my 20s. And then he came out with Yeezus, then The Life of Pablo. And I never listened to one track of of Jesus is King because I just was I was done. Like Kanye don't make bad albums, and then he started making bad albums, and you know I was like, what the fuck? Why I would continue to listen to that? 
But here's the thing. Um, even though that he was saying a bunch of just real, just outlandish shit, one thing I won't ever do, and I got to remind myself, don't go this low, is to attack someone's mental health. So when you start fucking with people's depression and shit like that, that shit ain't funny. That shit ain't funny. You, it, it, you, you feel like you was purposely attacked. And then you about to go out and tweet these things about this girl over some shit that ain't really got nothing to do with it. I understand the headlines is Carrie Hilson Beyonce beef. It really wasn't. Y'all talking about she probably don't even know who Beyonce is. Really? Okay. 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 You don't even know her. You don't know either or party. Not just outside of music, but we talking about really know. We don't really know them. So why are y'all mad? So we can't get more music with people that are a fans of somebody. We can't get more music because y'all motherfuckers don't let shit go. She even asked people to stop tweeting at her and all that shit. And that's what happened. Okay. Okay. How about this? I read somewhere and I don't even know if this is true or not that people were throwing Beyonce CDs at this girl. Who the fuck is just going to keep a Beyonce CD just in their bag? Not to listen to, just the, the one day to, to throw it at somebody. Okay. I understand you can do whatever the fuck you want with your music, but really? All right. I don't, I don't get y'all. I really don't get y'all. At all. And it sucks because every time she comes out and say something, she can't even get a word in edgewise. How mad are y'all about be uh, about Carrie Hilson? Are y'all so mad that y'all won't listen to any of our music? I want to know because you that if you that mad about an artist over some lines, something that was eleven seconds. I just played it in the show. That's how I was able to find out. Are y'all not gonna listen to her when it comes down to other shit that she did? Because um, if that's the case, how about you can't listen to Four Minutes by Vaughn? She wrote that shit. You know what else she wrote? Icebox, Amarion. One of his best songs. Okay? Take Me As I Am, Mary J. Blige. You can't listen to that? She wrote that. So when you, if you singing those lyrics, you singing Carrie Hilson's lyrics and you don't even know it. How about the one? I'll give you one. Love in His Club Part 2. You know who's on that song? Beyonce. Now, I can't say who exactly wrote a part, but if... Carrie didn't write on the first one. She was in the video, but she didn't write it. But if she didn't write on the first one, and Beyonce's on the second one, I'm probably guessing she wrote those lyrics. Are you still mad? Look, I'm going to just end it like this because I probably went over 20 minutes on this one. And I think it was just the simple fact that it was just like boiling because i'm just like why the fuck is this still a big issue with a lot of people i mean y'all forgave a lot of artists when they do a lot of bullshit it's a lot of shit that a lot of people have done that still shouldn't even that that, that should have been it but y'all still keep them in the game but anyone say anything about beyonce oh no they're done that's just that that's how to cancel people really get in right so i'll end it like this y'all remember uh that one dude I think it was a dude, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just, I, I don't know if it was a dude or a woman, but somebody was like, you know, screaming out on YouTube, leave Britney alone. Or y'all remember the dude about the Chief Key situation? You know, told everyone, you know, he fucking knocking everyone out, shut the fuck up. How about I combine both of them? Leave Carrie Hilson alone or shut the fuck up. Man, they had me they had me riled up on that last one. I don't apologize for none of it. I said what I said. But you already know the part of the podcast. Two for two is these moment. And I always mention every podcast, any artist or anybody that really just want to hear some music on here that uh that people really enjoy, you know what to do. Hit me up on the email access code POD at gmail.com. You can DM me, you can put it in comments. Um disclaimer, music must be dope. Speaking of dope. I'm going to just go in with it. Rest of 5-9, dope. Here we go. Hello? Hey, Lincoln. Hey, Portia, what's hey, up? Hey, baby, what's up? Nah, nothing much. What's up with you? Man, nothing. Got this broke-ass nigga outside. Oh, uh, y'all about to go out? Hang? I ain't going out with 
Buffalo. Probably because he don't be blowing no good. <laughs> nah, baby, he ain't like you. He don't be blowing no good. <laughs> well, shit, baby, I got hot pockets in the oven. What you need? I want to see huh? you later. Well, my son do got a basketball game later on, but that little nigga ain't even starting, so... Yeah, I'm a, I can say that gas, I'll be through that. I've been waiting in this bitch driveway for an hour, my nigga. Hell no. It's only one way I can fix this problem, my nigga, that's hell though. I ain't coming this bitch to politic or rub elbows. Even my own bitch know I'm mentally unavailable. I'm busy, I sell though. I'm focused, I'm focused, I'm focused on three things. That's going by three chains. That's fuck your bitch at my earliest convenience and sell though. When I'm with her, she creeping on you. When I hit it, I hit it with my phone on speakerphone while she moaning. I'm still trying to, trying to sell dope. My teacher asked me what I want to do when I grow up. I told the bitch, sell dope. She told me, go to the principal's office. I went to go sell dope. I don't care about y'all, what y'all wear, where y'all been. All I know is I'm fresh as fuck from head to toe. If you don't like it, you can get the fuck out my car. Go over there somewhere and ride Pierre Cardin. When you see that bum, make sure you tell him I said I sell dope. For all the times I was dead, bro. Speaking of dead, when I die, I swear I'ma try. I'ma still try to sell dope, sell dope. Hey, color man, color man, color man. No other life out here, I know. So I guess I sell dope. Hey, color man, color man. This is the only life. This bitch told me I can't get them digits, my nigga, my nigga, oh hell no It's only one way I'ma fix this, my nigga, that's sell dope A fan asked me for a picture, I squatted down for a jail post Then I dashed before the flash could finish, I forgot I had to go sell dope What news you got if it ain't about selling dope, I can't take it The doctor gave me five months to live, I told a nigga I can't make it Tell whoever set my expiring date, I had a prior engagement to sell dope That's why I'm in every discussion. I can sell a well a bucket, a well water. I can sell Harry Tutman, a motherfucking railroad. I'm the flower with the thorn rising out the concrete. Y'all just born on Melrose. I stay strapped, I stay strapped like Velcro. When I meet new people, I introduce myself as I sell dope. I just had a job interview. They asked if I ever been to jail before. I said yes, then I got up and left like, fuck this shit. I'm a sell dope, because right now I'm dead broke. Speaking of dead, when I die, I swear I'ma try. I'ma still try to sell dope. I'ma try to sell dope. There's no other life out here, I know. So I just sell dope. mentioned that Royce of Nine is my, one of my favorite artists. I know I've mentioned this before. I know. That's gonna. That's a dream interview. I need to put this into existence that one of these days, Royce of Nine will be a guest on Access Code Podcast. If anybody know him on some like management type shit or just you know whatever. Somebody hit Kino up. That, I know that's his manager. I hope that's still his manager because I know I've been had that name in my mind for a little bit. And you know what today's holiday is. You know, I don't want to mention it like a thousand times. Not like it's anything bad. It's just, you know what it is. So you might as well get another type of song like that. Wale the Cloud featuring Grammy Award winning artist, because I could say that, Tierra Thomas. They need more than nothing. Let's get high, kill these lows. Let's get fucked up to the bone, blowing trees. Yeah, we do the damn thing all weekend, weekend. Let's get up, let's get down. Come with me, 
girl smoke around Begging please don't be shy No, it ain't no secret yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nigga, been cold with yeah. it. Murray's hit his rap shit and y'all just go with it. Oh, here we go again. Eyes lower, lower. I'll be 4 2 on when I'm 3 1 owing it. High grade karma. Pass me the ganja. I swear I gotta hit it like I'm Garcia Parra. Far from alarm, I just part with my problems. I'm partying on the stars, bitch. I'm farther than a Martian. Pardon my absence. I'm actually far out of town with a pound, bitch. I'm parked on the common. Fried in the mug. OG Kush. I need another nigga. Starks at the garden, holler, cheese chong and falara. Only get high when my lows come often. Hoes out in Boston, hoes out in Crofton, hoes in the code. If them hoes keep talking, ha. all we ask is trust, all we ask is good. To decorate the Dutch, never late for lunch, never afraid. To, uh, if you killing your lows, then honey, raise it up. Hey, uh, smoke that drug, we gon' smoke till we can't no more. I can't sing it, TZ, you got it. Ready? Let's go. Let's get high, kill these lows. Let's give up up to the bone. Blowing trees, yeah, we do the damn thing all weekend. Weekend, let's get up, let's get down. Come with me, you'll smoke go out. Begging, please don't be shy. No, it ain't no secret, secret. Let's get high, kill these lows. Uh. Trees, yeah, all weekend. Uh, let's get up, let's get down. Boy, you know I'll smoke you out. Uh, <laughs> no secret, yeah. Woo! I like that song. I really do. And that mixtape, The More About Nothing, top 10 mixtapes. Not even just on some opinionated type shit, on some like, I'm being dead serious. He was in his bag on that one. I'm mad that that's not on streaming services. But since it's not, go to datpiff.com, go to livemixtapes.com, listen to that if you have not listened to more about nothing. So listen to that, and listen to me next week for another episode of Access Code Podcast. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Enjoy your your holiday your tuesday your week everybody love you guys